In Southeast Agnet's Ag in Review, for the week ending October the 21st, well, the 39th annual Sunbelt Ag Expo took place this past week in Moultrie, Georgia. We covered a variety of stories from that event, including talking with Richie Seaton of the Georgia Cotton Commission. He was able to learn more about the recent storm damage to some cotton fields from growers during recent Hurricane Matthew. Uh, yes, sir. We had a lot of elected officials and folks from the university come by. Also had a good crowd of uh, folks just coming by. Lots of farmers, which was surprising with uh, the weather and everyone trying to madly harvest the, their, get their crops in. From what I'm hearing from them, you know, a few more reports from storm damage over in southeast Georgia. Had some reports from growers. Some from 12 inches of rain down to 3 or 4 inches of rain, heavy winds. Uh, as one producer told me, this year he'd had three floods and a drought. But talking to our uh, UGA cotton agronomist, his estimate of damage in those coastal areas is approximately 25% of the cotton was defoliated, and there's probably at least 25% damage on that. Our undefoliated cotton, the wind's twisted it up, and it's going to, in a lot of instances, they're going to have to use an airplane to spray, and they're also going to have difficulty harvesting it because of the tangling of the plants. But, you know, it certainly could have been worse, but those folks who've, who've been negatively affected, it's, it's pretty severe setback for them in view of our pricing situation and the dry conditions we had earlier in the year. Georgia Commissioner of Agriculture Gary Black recently was able to tour some farming operations also affected by Hurricane Matthew. He told me they saw a variety of issues for various farmers. Randall still hear a lot of people say that we could have been a whole lot worse, but it was a lot worse than we thought it was going to be. And so that's that kind of in-between land that some people are having to deal with. Saw a lot of pecan trees down. I'm concerned with foliage damage what that's going to do to next year's crop and you know and the experts are taking a look at that right now you know definitely uh, maybe case study was a cotton field in evans county uh easily 30 percent of the plants on the ground so there's some others if i remember the numbers correctly you know they thought they had a 1300 pound crop and then now they're probably going to harvest you know 1100 so you know that's not as bad as it could be but it fits that description of it's worse than they thought it was going to be. And with prices the way they are, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a big deal, big challenge. Uh, you know, Peanuts has his own other problems this year with dry weather and some of the high reports of SIG 3s coming out now on dry land, which is, is concerning. But then you see some three-ton peanuts off irrigated. So, you know, it's always a mixed bag, but it just seems like these two storms have kind of got us looking kind of a little bit of piling on and then on top of that we're still in northeast georgia we've not had rain since the last time you and i talked and uh, pasture conditions are uh, right now in my house are worse than deplorable and curious what the soil temperature do can we get some moisture and get some winter grazing in and possibly get some growth before it gets real cold in january so uh, we're in lord's hands we'll see what happens those attending this year's Sunbelt Ag Expo were able to see NASCAR number no. 3 car in the National Corn Growers Association tent. Past NCGA President Martin Barbray says it was a popular attraction. We are involved with American Ethanol, which is a sponsor of NASCAR, and we have the Austin Dillon number no. 3 car here today for folks to come in, look at, take their picture, and you know, really, really get a feel for what that car looks like. Now, when we talk about it, obviously, ethanol has been a big promotion for the Corn Growers Association for many years now. It continues to be, and it's amazing how it has grown over the years. Absolutely. You know, we we know the benefits of ethanol, the, the environmental benefits. The It's a renewable fuel. We're very proud to 
promote a product that does these great things for our environment and our economy. It's been very important in the rural economies in our country. We're fighting some issues with EPA on, on, on the way the renewable fuel standards are being implemented, but overall we're really proud of what we've done with ethanol and, and continue to do so. What did it mean to have NASCAR come on board whenever they really started adopting that? It, it's been tremendous. We went from, let's just say on the East Coast, there would be, get in the media, and you would have 80-85% news stories, negative ethanol. After a couple, three years with NASCAR, you just don't find negative media stories with ethanol. Tyron Spearman was also at Sunbelt Ag Expo this past week as he has a look at some of the news coming out of this year's event. Congratulations to David Wildy, a diversified row crop farmer in Manila, Arkansas. What's great about him is he is a peanut farmer. Amazingly, he farms 12,000 acres and grows cotton, corn, soybeans, and wheat, and a new grower of peanuts and potatoes this past year. It's great to visit with him about the peanut market that's available in Arkansas. Another big announcement that Sunbelt was the president of ABAC announced that they're going to expand their programs of agricultural education. This is a big move for ABAC because you can transfer from uh, Alabama or Florida and come get a four-year degree, a bachelor of science degree, with a major in agricultural education. With the need for agricultural teachers across the entire three states, it's going to be a great program. They'll open it up this coming year, and uh, they'll start planning to have that entire program developed. It's a bachelor's degree, and the curriculum in 2008 was 42 students, and now they're expecting that they'll triple that in the next couple of years and have a full bachelor's degree in ag education. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgNet. The Georgia Peanut Commission was also set up again at the annual Sunbelt Ag Expo. Many attendees stopped by their building to enjoy a variety of tasty peanuts and peanut products, something that pleased GPC Executive Director Don Keeler during the 39th annual event. Uh, absolutely. We've been here all 39. I've been here with the Peanut Commission for 31 of 39. So uh, it's always a big event for us. We cook a lot of peanuts. We've got those grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Also, we're... Uh, joined by the Morris Candy Company and Peter Pan with peanut butter. So uh, two companies that operate in Georgia in the peanut business. So, you know, this is a Georgia exhibit uh, telling everybody how good Georgia peanuts are. And it doesn't matter what time of the day you come by. You've got folks lined up and coming through here. They enjoy this, and it, it is a crowd-pleasing place to come. A lot of folks. Oh, it is. I mean, uh, if you look at it, we see farmers, but we see far more just plain old consumers right here. So... It's a consumer flair. The farmers like seeing us out there promoting peanuts. Uh, outside the building, we've got the Planters Peanut Mobile, and they're putting that in the tractor parade every day. And so just a lot going on. And to wrap up this week's podcast, we hear from Everett Griner, who talks about the declining farm workforce. You know, agriculture is still the largest industry in this country. It's also one of the most progressive industries. Fewer people producing more of everything. Here's some statistics to support that statement. In 1790, our total population was just under 4 million people. Farmers made up 90% of the workforce. All right, 100 years later, the population has grown 227 million, 57 times as many people, and farmers in the workforce had fallen to 3.4%. It's simple to see that Americans were consuming a much greater volume of farm production with just a fraction of the number of producers. The decline was continuous. The farm workforce declining still does, every census for 100 years. It proves that our largest industry is our most progressive. And that's AgriView for today. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet. 
Those reports and more from this past week can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.